This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Trump administration executive orders on federal employees and employment, they launched an epic struggle. Much of the president's May 2018 workforce orders, though, have been locked up in legal battles. But the Office of Personnel Management sees a window of opportunity to implement portions of one of them. OPM is out with new regulations now. They're designed to streamline and shorten the firing and disciplinary process for federal employees. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now in studio to break down the details. And this has been an epic struggle. Nicole, let's go over the highlights. What's new in these guidelines that have just been out for a day now, correct? Yeah, so the regulations themselves, they're actually proposed regulations. Uh, OPM will accept comments on them for the next 30 days, and I imagine they will get quite a few comments from federal employee unions who have already shared some of their comments with me about how they feel about these regulations. But I'm guessing they don't like them. They're not a fan, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the regulations themselves implement a big chunk, actually, of one of the executive orders that came out right before Memorial Day holiday back in 2018. And this executive order in particular dealt with firing and disciplining federal employees. And the whole goal there was to kind of legislate around the law and find ways that OPM could instruct agencies to just pick up the pace, quite frankly, with some of these disciplinary actions. And OPM talks about that in these regulations and specifically They instruct agencies to forgo maybe some of the wiggle room that they gave employees in the past to improve their performance. So one of the provisions is actually still uh, part of these legal battles with the federal employee unions is exactly how long performance improvement periods should be. So these regulations don't tackle that, but they do say things like, well, Give them one opportunity, and if they don't meet the opportunity, then that's it. That's a portion of this. There's also a portion of these regulations that talk about probationary periods, reminding supervisors 90 days before that probationary period ends, saying, hey, look, you have an employee whose probationary period will end. What do you want to do about them? As an incentive or a reminder, maybe, to say, hey, if this employee isn't making the cut, then you should let them go now. And that is an opportunity that you have while you're under that one year, two, for some people, probationary periods. Now, these regulations are in a mighty tome that takes some real going over to be able to understand. But do they say for sure that you must only give one chance or you must have this short period of time to give someone a chance to improve? Or do they still leave it to managerial discretion, that discretion being extended inward if they want to be really tough? So I would say it's actually a little bit of both. The 30 days isn't in these regulations. And I think OPM can't necessarily deal with that until there's some sort of resolution with these ongoing court battles. But what OPM did say is there's no specific requirement regarding the nature of any assistance provided during an opportunity period and is not determinative of the ultimate outcome with respect to a reduction in grade, for example, or pay or even a removal. The rule also states that no additional performance improvement period or similar informal period to demonstrate acceptable performance to meet required performance standards shall be provided prior to or in addition to the opportunity period under this part. So shall not may. Right. And I think what they're saying here is, you know, maybe in the past agencies had a little bit more leeway in saying, okay, we've given you 30 days and you're doing well, but 
you know, we'll revisit it after another certain period of time. I think what OPM is saying, nope, that 30-day or however long the PIP, uh, as it's called, that's, that should stand and you should get on with it. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Anything new here that you haven't seen before from these new regulations? The biggest thing that I found in these regulations were specific penalties for supervisors, and that includes managers, also members of the Senior Executive Service, but mostly supervisors who retaliate against whistleblowers. And for the first incident of what's called prohibited personnel actions, we hear about them from the Office of Special Counsel and other agencies. And those are long defined. Yes, they are. With the first incident of something like that, agencies have to impose at least a three-day suspension for the supervisor. They could also reduce pay or grade or anything like that. For the second incident, agencies must propose removing the supervisor. They have 14 days to issue a decision. Supervisors have 14 days to respond. Again, those timelines are in there to get agencies moving faster on these decisions and for employees to respond more quickly to those decisions. And in many cases, it might be the employee and their union to respond to these proposed disciplinary actions. So the the penalties for supervisors, I don't believe are anything that we've necessarily seen before. Wow. So that's safe to say then that these regulations cover the gamut if senior executive service members are affected as well as somebody brand new that might only be there a few years. Yeah. And there's a lot in here. I imagine that OPM will receive, like I mentioned, a lot of comments about this. Another uh, point that I think is important to mention is the regulations want agencies to keep in information about these proposed or even actionable firings, suspensions, et cetera, in an employee's personnel record. In the past, agencies often negotiated with employees and maybe their lawyers or their union and said, okay, well, we'll remove this part from your official employee record if you leave the agency now. And often that worked. Often it got agencies and employees to settle much more quickly. Now OPM does not want that to happen. So there may be, you know, we might see some differences there in how often agencies are able to settle and how quickly they're able to settle because of this. Because if someone wanted to come back or reapply at another agency, the question is how visible would the prior record be to the would-be new hiring outfit. Exactly. And it's frankly something that OPM in its regulations says that it wants to avoid, is saying, well, you know, why would we bring back someone who has been through, you know, had was fired, was suspended, maybe retaliated against a whistleblower? Why would we want to bring them back if they had a clean record that maybe shouldn't have been clean in the first place? And what can we see in the short term now from these new regs? Well, the 30 days will need to go by and uh, for federal employee unions and other organizations likely to, to comment on these, I think we're still going to see a little bit of hesitancy on the part of agencies to really kick this into gear. With, for example, the performance improvement periods, a lot of agencies are already implementing 30-day PIPs, and they were doing that before the executive orders became lay of the land or maybe not lay of the land. I think agencies in many cases are perhaps doing some of these things on their own. And it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, for the agencies themselves, the HR specialists to really understand these regulations and to figure out exactly how to implement them. But otherwise, these regulations are in effect immediately, having been issued yesterday. 
Well, the, these are still proposed regulations. Okay. OPM will put out final regulations. I know that, you know, OPM isn't necessarily quick with their regulations, um, you know, in the past. So, you know, we'll see how long it takes for them on this. But in the meantime, federal employee unions have made their opinions loud and clear. And I think they see this as, you know, another attack on them and their their members. And, you know, spoke with the National Treasury Employees Union, and they say that these regulations assume that federal employees aren't held accountable to begin with and that managers can't help their employees improve. And they disagree with that. All right. So not the end of the story by any means. Not the end of the story. The battles over the executive orders themselves, the enjoined provisions of those executive orders, they're still in place and they will be for the foreseeable future. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.